Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. Welcome back to the podcast to The Dirty Blondes. They've been on the podcast a couple times before, and Ashley and Elizabeth are once again on the mic, this time with the cast of their new show, How to Be Safe, currently running at The Crane on East 4th Street. Take a listen. Um, I like to start with everyone's name on the mic. Uh, Welcome back to The Dirty Blondes. They are both here. Say your name on the mic, if you would please, and then also what y'all did on the show. Sure, I'm Ashley Jacobson. I'm the playwright and producer. Of? Uh, How to Be Safe. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot already? <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Sarkady, I'm the executive director of The Dirty Blots. I'm Faith Sandberg, and I play Audrey in How to Be Safe. I'm uh, Brandon Ferraro. I play the role of Scott. And I am Jenna D'Angelo, and I play the role of Willow. Welcome back to you as well, Jenna. Thank Thanks you. for coming back. Different company this time. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to just make you tell us, Ashley, like what the show is. Like, how do you describe the show? What's your your elevator pitch? Like, come see this. Um. So the show uh, is about a, a agoraphobic, uh, true crime TV watching uh, person who. Uh, ventures out into the real world for one day and and meets this uh, other woman, Willow, who's a struggling addict, uh, but really just trying to get in touch with her emotions. And the two of them create a bond that kind of helps, you know, address both of their existential crises. Um, But it's a little funny. It's a little cute. It's a little poetic. uh, it's really cathartic, uh, and it's just, you know, it's it's really a show about anxiety and a lot of different mental illnesses. Yeah, and you, <laughs> you, you make that statement that it's a, it's a little cathartic, but also funny and, and cute, and there's all these, all these things going on. We go from, you know, um, fish to um, illicit relationships to drug use to... Um, Sylvia Plath. So it's great. Yeah, it's really, it's yeah. really got it, everything's in there. Um, and I'm going to make you repeat a little bit of what you said in the talk back yeah, because that I, I love what you said about like where this came from. So um, and like let's kind of like get this out into the room here too as we we get into this idea. But like why this play now? Yeah. So um, you know uh, I had an original idea for this play uh, that was going to be quite different than it is now. Um, uh, and I had written a few versions of that. And then when um, the election happened and I really had to kind of question, I really thought that made me question what I was going to be putting out into the world. And it needed to be relevant. It needed to, to speak to something. Um, and so I, I figured, you know, let me just create the most honest, emotional show that I could because that felt like my own personal safety and that felt my like my own personal kind of uh contribution was just to talk about how afraid i feel and how afraid i think other people feel your way to be safe was to write how to be safe (laughs) my way to be safe was to yeah exactly so um you know i think uh kind of realizing what this this new world was um or or getting used to what this new world is with uh with the president and all that jazz uh this felt like the play that i wanted to that felt the most real at this time and felt the most, um, it felt like my honest to goodness contribution. You know, if I really tried to sit down and write about the issues, I wasn't going to write anything that was going to be true. I thought, let me just talk about what I know and, and how I feel and hopefully other people will respond to that. So, 
what about for everyone else involved in the process? Like, is this is that kind of your truth as well? Did this feel like a, a place to, uh, you know, get through things, or is is just the way we get through things by remaining involved in our art uh, and, and you know spending our time on East Fourth Street in the Crane? Because who doesn't <laughs> want to spend time here? Uh, but you know, this is my safe place in many ways. Yeah. Um, the theater slash the Crane. So like, what? Um, <laughs> Can, can anybody else kind of speak to that sentiment? Well, I can tell you my friends came to see the show, and I haven't told you guys this, but um, they said, you play anxiety really well. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'm not playing anxiety. Like, mm -hmm. I really feel this anxious. I'm it's anxious just, as fuck. It's yeah. just <laughs> like, I think, and I was saying in the talk back, I think we're all walking around with like this low hum of just anxiety all the time in this city. Um, certainly post 9-11, we felt that. It was palpable. I think post-election, it's palpable again. So rather than coming here and playing anxiety, I really just get to fill up my sponge and then wring it out on, on, through your words, through the situations. Um, a place to funnel this very universal feeling of anxiety and not having control, right? Um, Audrey trying to keep control by controlling her environment, by connecting with very few people, be, by being very safe about who she lets in, who she doesn't, um, but also keeping her pulse on what, what disaster would look like. So she's a news addict. She watches these crime, true crime TV shows. Oh my God. I think, right? <laughs> and we were saying, what is the draw of that? I think yeah. it's so that if I already see it, I won't be shocked by it when it, when it happens in my life, right? Mm -hmm. if, if I hear a knock on the door and I think, I've seen five episodes where it started that way, you know? If I, the, on the other side of the door could be X, Y, or Z. I've already seen it, I'm ready, I'm prepared, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So that nothing catches me off guard, I'm gonna, I'll get my fill of those shows. Yeah. I had a moment, like opening night, um, I was like, we're doing a play today. Because <laughs> um, you go into, you know, rehearsals and like so much time and effort and, you know, you're in your character, you guys like, oh, this and that, and you forget that there's, you know, a show and there's fun to be had. And um, just thinking about it right now, like in safe theme, um, you know, I've got, my lines down, I got my character, I can not be Brandon for a couple minutes and just be safe in this other world and enjoy being that and then go back to Bill's <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a safety, I think, um, being on stage like that, playing part. Jenna, your character is, uh, I overheard somebody afterwards saying like, you know, she's living in this place of like very almost like manic energy mm -hmm. uh, all the time that she's needing to kind of pop off in right. some way. Um, you said in the talk back, not to blow up your spot, that you, you identify with her in mm -hmm. some ways, but I, um, from the couple times I've spoken, you, you were definitely not Willow. So, but, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, what, what, is, what is that like? I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's got to be hard to, uh, like you said, you're, um, you're, you're letting that sponge fill up and then you're, you're wringing it out. Um, I feel like we're all that sponge right now, as Ashley alluded to earlier, and we're all, this is a great moment to wring it out. You're almost ramping up in, in an mm -hmm. opposite direction. We've got all that shit we're all dealing with right now, and then you're, I feel like your character, to get into that character, you're grabbing even more. <laughs> and yeah. uh, really embodying that sense of hyper-awareness of 
um, just like all this manic shit. Right. Um, I, maybe that's not the right way to put this, but I would, f- I guess, think as uh, as an actor, uh, this is why I don't act because I would find that really fucking hard. So, yeah. like, what was that like for you? To find that energy to draw from or? and live in it. Um. You know, I feel like it's kind of the exact same thing, like where you're finding that anxiety from. Like, it's it's the same thing. Like, it's it's there's a whole lot to draw from that's going on in the world right now. And honestly, just like in our own lives, like anything that um, I don't know, like could stress me out or make me feel like like I need to be doing more, like I can pull just from that own experience, but then like multiply it by like a thousand. Um, Cause I, I feel like that's kind of where uh, Willow lives is, is this, um, need for more constantly. Yeah, I wasn't saying it well, but I thank yeah. you for putting it that way. She <laughs> needs more. Yeah. She always needs more. And I feel right. like there's too much right now. I don't want more. Mm-hmm. Like so I can't imagine what it's like to live in that. It's okay. It ends. You know, it's, it's only like an hour of it. Um, <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I mean honestly I feel like I kinda play characters like this a lot. So I don't I don't know what that says about me, like in terms of um whatever energy like I have boiling underneath the surface. Um but but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where it comes from. I don't. I don't know. It's just well, she, I kind of like Willow's actually pretty calm. Right. Like she's like she's the kind of person where like the shit is burning down, and she's like, ah, oh, it's not that hot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I think uh, even though she's manic, it's actually it's like a weird grounded kind of yeah, mania. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is everybody freaking out? Like, right. there should this should be more exciting. You know? Mm-hmm. I think that she like, I think she's actually kind of a calm person and that's what bugs her is like she wants to be more she wants to be frantic it's yeah, sounding yeah. like then jenna your comfort with this says that you're the right person to talk to in a crisis come to me i think that's what what we just kind of landed at um, who wants to talk about the election <laughs> <laughs> nobody and <laughs> nobody. so elizabeth uh this is the end of a, a residency uh or the end of the first year uh, or a year of residency here at horse trade yeah. uh at frigid at horse trade um can you just talk a little bit about um like what the be, uh, and I'm, I'm asking this because I'm envious because you have this beautiful opportunity with this incredible space and this really great producing organization that is a home for so many people in the independent theater community. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about like what it was like to, to have the DBs at home uh, at 85 East 4th Street. Yeah, I mean, home is exactly how I describe it. Like this place, I, I feel more at home here than I do in my own apartment. Like. Um, it's been, it's been unreal. Like to have, um, to be close to this community, to feel like we're a part of it, um, because there are so many different, uh, you know, uh, companies coming in here, um, and, uh, uh, being a part of the residency here has just been pretty life-changing for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, uh, just this sense of having a home base of, of, connecting with Erez, who is just like, we call him the patron saint of the Dirty Blondes because actually the patron saint of all indie theater. Like (laughs) everyone knows that like the Crane Theater is where you kind of like get your start and where you really get your sea legs. And uh, his not only having the space, but having him to just kind of like lean on and to ask questions and to, to build those connections has been wonderful. He makes it feel very safe to do weird things with theater. Like, yeah. it feels like you're not out on your own just trying to make a show. Like, you feel like you're part of this world that other people occupy. And it's it's a huge, it's it's the biggest gift 
I think we've had as a company since meeting each other. Oh. And then, and then this was the next biggest step for our company of like having a home and having a place where you know, finding a venue for a small independent theater company that's affordable is the hard num- enough as it is. The nu- yeah. It's the number one thing. It's the number one thing that scares people away from doing theater. It's the number one thing that costs mm-hmm. and 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 bankrupts the theater. So knowing that we can be here and and not have that concern and we can just go into production and. We can rehearse in the space before we even open, which was something that was a luxury we've never saying, had before. We can store things here, which like I'm having like yeah, constant fringe like, flashbacks of like trying loading in, loading out. How many out bags you could minutes. fit on your back yeah. or oh, yeah. your, your and, weird wire shopping cart? Yeah, yeah everything has to be flame proof. Just like all the fringe, um, yeah. which fringe is lovely. I don't want to like <laughs> yeah. say Fantastic. specifically fringe. We wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have this without fringe. Yeah, but, absolutely. But just the, the and I think we're trying really hard not to take any of it for granted you know because I I I would love for our company to grow to the point where of course we have you know our our own space on a permanent basis Mm -hmm. but I never want to just I never want to take for granted like how it feels to just be like oh we can be here we don't have to rush out we can we we can tell you know it just it's a it's a luxury that uh we're very 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 grateful to have Mm -hmm. amazing um so again the show is how to be safe we are at the crane and uh, how long do you guys run? When do you close the show? The 17th. Awesome. Yeah, we have June seven more performances. Mm-hmm. Tickets and more information can be found at thedirtyblondes.org. Awesome. Thank you all so much Bye. for hanging out. Thank you, Ashley, Elizabeth, Faith, Jenna, and Brandon for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch How to Be Safe at the Crane Theater, 85 East 4th Street in Manhattan through June 17th, 2017. Head to thedirtyblondes.org. Make sure you go to .org for a link to tickets and more information. We talked a lot in this interview about finding a sense of relevance in this exceptional moment in time that we're living in here in the United States. And I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that for me personally, a good portion of my own sense of relevance is coming from my work with the League of Independent Theater. Lit is getting involved in politics to promote the interest of indie theater makers like us. And we can always use more voices and more involvement. If you're not already a member, join today at litny.org. Membership is free, and we'd love to get you active in our efforts to make positive change on behalf of the indie theater community. And as always, thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please give it a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate or comment on the show's Apple podcasts page. Until next time, go see a show. Not <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that's uh, not different. the right, yeah, yeah a different Go industry. Only, oh. only to the dirty Only and nothing else. NSFW. <laughs> <laughs>